your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Today's episode is brought to you by the great Locker Room app, and we will get into how awesome our Locker Room chat rooms are a little bit later. Uh, but on today's show, we will be discussing the great Nathan McKinnon. We've had this discussion before. And where he sits in terms of quote unquote best players in the league. And does, if he is lucky enough to go on to win a cup before Connor McDavid, where does that put him in the list? So we're going to be talking about that. We'll be talking about Nazem Kadri and his appeal and some more takes on the first round, as well as the Minnesota Wild pushing the Golden Knights to. Extra games, I guess. Extra innings, maybe, if you want to say. And to help me break it all down today, I, I'm always gracious when I ask him to come on, and I don't think he's ever said no. So, Mr. Kyle, then Shaggy Von Doom himself is joining me for the episode. How are we doing today, sir? Howdy, howdy, everybody. How's it going? Thank have you for having you, me on, Chris. Anytime. Uh, have Has the awesomeness of a four game sweep against the St. Louis Blues worn off any bit at all yet. No, because I always wonder, I've been wondering what is Jordan Bennington doing right now? Uh, I think he's, I'm going to say nine iron about 120 yards out is what he's doing right now. Um, Yeah. yeah, So it's, it's not well, I was gonna say it's not gloating, but it kind of is. But it's because it's a division rival. It's just it it, it went swimmingly. It went it, the the exact way you wanted it to go. So especially with Ryan O'Reilly chirping before the series started, I mean, and Jordan Biddington getting into it in Game One, and yeah. to wrap it up so cleanly. I mean, yeah, I don't mind. Like, of course, like you know, you you you're going to think you can win the series, but you know, as the phrase goes, you, you just don't say the quiet part part out loud. Uh, say that to yourself, say that to your teammates, you know, get your teammates psyched up. You don't need to go to the press with that stuff. So, um, and like Gabe Landeskog said, it, it impacted them. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they, they, <laughs> they took that and, and put it on their bulletin board. So uh, we'll get to that series a little bit later, but um well, before we get into anything, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter. L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche is the show page. Uh, Locked on Avalanche for Instagram. Send questions, comments, concerns to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Um, if you want to follow Kyle, you can follow him at Shaggy Von Doom. If you're watching on the Nine News uh, video show that we're doing right now, you can see that on this wonderful graphic makeup that we have. Good job doing the right, because uh, I always get confused, because right there. <laughs> um, all right. So I posed this question a while ago. God, probably like a year ago. <clears throat> and, you know, whenever anybody does these top five, top 10 players in the league, top whatever players in the league, Connor McDavid is always number one, like 100 times out of 100. And I 
get that. I, I honestly do. Like he is a freak of nature. He's he is the best player skill wise and stats wise. If you want to, you know, it's that both are important, obviously, uh, in the league on the planet. It's him. Nathan McKinnon is always in that discussion, but he's depending on who you're looking at, who's doing the rankings. Number two, number three, maybe four. If you have guys that are still putting like Crosby and Ovechkin above him just because, but they're putting Crosby and Ovechkin above maybe Nathan McKinnon because they have hardware, Uh, but they won't go as far to put them above Connor McDavid simply because of what I said, because of his skill. Um, and yes, and he's got the stats to prove it from players on, on like more of his from Connor McDavid's and Nathan McKinnon's from their age group. And I've asked this before, if Nathan McKinnon can win a cup before Connor McDavid, do we put Nathan McKinnon in the best player in the league category? Because now you have to take everything into account. Nathan McKinnon doesn't have the gaudy, he's got his gaudy stats, but he doesn't have the, you know, uh, video game stats that Connor McDavid does. He's got great stats. Are they enough combined with hopefully a Stanley cup victory? Um, and maybe not whatever, if they don't do it this year, they don't do it this year, but I'm just saying in any time before Connor McDavid does, especially with the way He's struggling in the postseason. You have to take all of that stuff into account. And does Nathan McKinnon get the title of best player in the league? All things considered. What's your take on that? Absolutely. Um, The best way to draw a parallel to this is also something that happened in Denver sports history. Um, Everybody talked about Dan Marino and his skills and how incredible it was. And once John Elway reached that pinnacle and won that Lombardi, the Dan Marino conversations went away. In comparison between those two? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Nobody talks about Marino as much when you're talking about the greats. Elway always pops up because they always bring up, well, he did win a Super Bowl. Um, Two. Two. (laughs) Two, of course. But it's it's that it puts you into that next level. Yeah. and I think Connor McDavid is going down that Dan Marino line. Um, like, puts up the gaudy numbers, but doesn't have the hardware to really back it up. So, mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30 years from now, if Nathan McKinnon does eventually win the Stanley Cup before Connor McDavid, this is going to be one of those. This is how he passes him, and this is how he secures his future legacy. Instead of a battle between the two, this is how you separate yourself and you put Connor McDavid behind you. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what Ovechkin and Crosby went yeah. like. Those two guys are always compared to each other, and and you could put, you know, one above the other, and you'd have an argument for either one. <clears throat> uh, right now, I think you know the argument is is always McDavid, and that's understandable. But and the only reason I'm bringing this up now again is because of the way. Edmonton went out, you know what I mean? And, and that's, that's a problem. They've, they've been, I th- haven't they lost eight straight? I think they won last year in the, the playing round, whatever the heck you want to call it. I, I believe they won the first game and then lost the next four. Mm-hmm. So 
don't hold me to it, but I, I remember reading somewhere like they've lost eight in a row. Yeah. So he's he's only moved on to beyond the first round once. Do I think Connor McDavid is going to win Stanley Cups? I do, and I think he's he's he very well could win multiple Stanley Cups. Like let's not kid ourselves. Uh, and it very well could be in Edmonton. I am not this guy that thinks because he's struggling to to win uh, playoff games at Edmonton, they sell the farm and and you know get rid of him. I, I you don't do that. You don't do that when you like you you build you you figure out the problems and you build around it. Um, so it's the goalie <laughs> position, Edmonton, <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, defensive. Uh, Point position on your power play. Oh, Tyson Berry. No, he had a good year, though. He had a really good year. Um, but I, I, that's why I bring it up is because when it keeps happening, like you have to, you have to then reevaluate. And, and it's a complete different dynamic on the Nathan McKinnon side. Nathan McKinnon is dominating the playoffs. And that is what you want in a superstar player, you know, and it, it, it the dynamic couldn't be more yin and yang. Uh, Connor McDavid is struggling in the playoffs up until this point. Nathan McKinnon is not what he did last year in the playoffs was incredible. And when I had uh, Connor McGahan, we were talking about it before that, um, he, he was leading the playoffs in points. And it took the two teams in the Stanley Cup to finally unseat him. So that's an extra two series that went on before. Like, that's how good he was doing in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it just has to be – the question needs to be to be asked. And I know this is a trivial thing about best player in the league and in the grand scheme of it. They're two incredible players, and, and we're lucky to have one of them. Uh, but it's for, for us, for the avalanche fans, like I said, a hundred out of a hundred times, Connor, uh, I, I just said Connor McGahee. Now I'm thinking Connor McGahee, <laughs> <laughs> that other Connor McDavid, the um, best voice yeah, in all of uh, sports by far, so. by far, uh, McDavid is always there. Yeah. If, if this was one of those things where if it was like, even like out of 100, 60, 40 in favor of McDavid, I probably wouldn't be talking about this because it's a debate to have. But it's just, you know, now that we have, we can say that, you know, we have the player in Nathan McKinnon that is so good right now in the playoffs. How do you ignore that? How do you ignore that fact? And it, I mean, and he's, he kicks it to another level and he's, the way he does it, it's highlights. It's just absolute yeah. highlights. And, Connor McDavid, yeah, he's got skill and like he puts up crazy numbers and he was on track for just like 80s and 90s types numbers this year mm -hmm. if we had a full season. But it, I mean, to what you said, it, it matters in the playoffs. Like this isn't the regular season's great and everything. Nice little pat on the head and good job. But like Nathan McKinnon kicks it into like superstardom in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's on track to do it again this year. Yeah. And if they go all the way, I think this is the year that he's featured in more graphics and the front of the EA Sports NHL game. I've given up on that, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, for them to go Ovechkin last year, I get it. Again, I get it. But, man, I've given up on that. I had my hopes so high set for that. And I don't even play the game. Yep. <laughs> but 
Uh, it would have been nice to see an abs player on the. <laughs> I wrote an article about that whole situation. Yes. So, you did. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see where this goes. I think uh, that talk, it'll be interesting to see. Like we're talking about it now. If the Avalanche are lucky enough to get to that Stanley Cup and win it this year, uh, th- I really think you'll see that discussion kick into high gear. So yeah. uh, pay attention. All right. Um, yeah, he's doing fantastic. Who he will play next, we don't know yet. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but first, we are going to hear from Locker Room. And uh, we have done Locker Room shows for the past few months. Uh, if you are not involved in those, they are – I mean, I look forward to them every single week. I know you do. Uh, our other uh, friend, Alan, looks forward. Like, they're – they're spectacular and they are the opportunity for you, uh, the fan to join me in these wonderful podcast episodes that we have. So, um, it's a platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes sometimes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Uh, I host a show typically on Thursday nights at nine 30 Eastern seven 30 mountain, uh, depending on if there's a game or not. But if you follow me on Twitter, I post on there when we're going to go live. And then in, again, if you follow me on Twitter, when it goes live, you will get notified on Twitter or uh, you can follow me within the locker room app, obviously. And you'll get a notification when that room uh, is available to join. So it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league uh, you'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, big reactions to all the big news. Uh, we'll probably do something for like the draft or something like that. I haven't decided how we'll do it, but we're going to do stuff like that. Uh, go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. I, uh, it is available for Android, which is still in beta I don't think you can take part in the chat function on Android, but you can take part in just listening or joining the call if you want to. Uh, create a profile, link your Twitter account, and you can follow any of the sports, NFL, Major League Baseball, obviously NHL, um, and follow me, Locked On Avalanche. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a ton of fun. You you enjoy those very, very much. I know you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also brought to you by Built Bar, the greatest tasting protein bar ever. And Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited limited time flavor. Uh, and when you talk to the Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, you and I are peanut butter nerds. Hashtag peanut butter squad. <laughs> PB squad, baby. Uh, so they do have a peanut butter brownie, just a straight up peanut butter. They do have limited edition flavors with peanut butter, but they also have coconut stuff, mint brownie, salted caramel. The list is awesome, and they're, they're all fantastic. Uh, you can also get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are built bars great tasting, but they're healthy for you. Most of the flavors have 19 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, or excuse me, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. So go to builtbar.com right now, use the promo code locked 15 and you get 15% off your first order. Once again, the promo code is locked one five for 15% off at builtbar.com. 
All right. So uh, Nazem Kadri got the eight game suspension, uh, which I thought was a little bit excessive. I thought it was a little bit excessive by a couple games. Yeah. Uh, there's some people out there that thought it was excessive by several games. I, I thought he was going to be on the low end, four games in the very low end, uh, but I was anticipating five or six. He got eight. I think the majority of people are like, eh, that's a lot. Maybe considering all of the other non-suspensions that they're not giving to other people. Uh, if they had been consistent, I think people would have been like, yeah, you can point to all these other ones and say like, well, this is what they're handing out to other people. Eight games make sense. They're not handing out anything to anybody else. Maybe a one or two game here and there. Uh, so for him to get eight was a little excessive. First, because I haven't had you on to talk about it, um, but what were your thoughts when it was eight games? Well, preface everything I'm saying. I'm a big Kadri defender. Have You been. are, Yes. I've been a fan of his since he really broke into the league. I mean, that the reverse retro I have over there, it's a Kadri jersey. So, mm-hmm. um, but yes, the the suspension was excessive. Um, I was anticipating, because of the inconsistency of the Department of Player Safety, I was anticipating maybe four games, but to double it, it was just ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And I mean, Joe's broke an orbital bone of a blues player and got nothing, nothing. Yeah. And, um, I just, it's, I mean, we've, we've just beat this drum all playoffs long, but the department of player safety is an absolute joke right now and Mm. what they decide and who they decided on. Um, there's no rhyme. There's no reason repeat offender or not. And even that is up for debate on if that matters. Tom Wilson, no. Nazem Kadri, you betcha. Yeah. Um, I know he's going to appeal this, but, I mean, that's still a lengthy process. I mean, by the time it's all said and done, he could probably still be sitting out the eight games. Uh, it it shouldn't be. It's it's not supposed to be. Um, the, the But the interesting thing with the appeal process is, is it's very similar to the NFL appeal process where mm-hmm. uh, a a punishment or a suspension is handed down. You appeal it, and then it goes in front of the commissioner. He is the one to make the decision. Mm-hmm. So the guy who's kind of like in cahoots with the people who handed down the suspension is the one now making that decision. And very rarely, I mean, think about it in the NFL. How many times has Roger Goodell remove or reduce a suspension you you don't really see it that much so i i mean and and that's what's going to happen he's going to go in front of uh gary bettman and state his case i don't see bettman reducing this at all um and if he wants to he can then reapply for an appeal and then it goes to somebody completely different so yeah. you're right. Like if if that's the case, if if Bettman does nothing and he wants to go to that next step, yeah, then this could take a little while, and the eight games are probably going to be up anyway. So just get get back out there. But uh, that that's I don't even see Bettman reducing it by a, a single game because I think in Bettman's eyes it'd be like, what's the point of doing that? I think Bettman if, if he if he is going to reduce it. Um, it would be in that, you know, in, in half, it would have to be significant. I feel for him to really want to reduce it. 
And, and, and going forward, I mean, I know take him or leave him. I know he's a very polarizing player, but we need Kadri going into whoever we face, either if Minnesota with Greenway or Vegas and Ryan Reeves. I mean, that's yeah. their cadre on both teams. And we need somebody like that. Um, I mean, Nemeth has kind of stepped up into that role. Um, but Kadri has a role. And the fact that we made it out of the St. Louis series relatively healthy. I know Newhook is back skating now. Um, yeah, should be okay. Like, we do need that cadre going deeper in the playoffs so we don't end up like the Dallas series last season. But um, I would like to see him come back. I would like to see Bettman's heart grow three sizes and reduce it to at least (laughs) maybe six. Just give him six so he at least comes back for a little bit of this next series. But that's what I'm afraid of is not having him for this next step, which is crucial when it comes to the avalanche. It is, and and the Avs actually signed uh, one of their high prospects, uh, Jean Luc Foudy, to his entry level contract. Is that? I mean, do you think that has anything to do with this Kadri situation? I mean, do you think that the Avs maybe have soured a little bit on him? Not only with this this play in particular, but uh, he started off. Great, he had, a, he, had a, he had a really good yep. cadre like season, but he faded a lot towards the end. Do you kind of and and he's, I think he's what is he 30, 31 years old. Yeah, um, not not old by any stretch of the imagination, but in Avalanche world, that's one of the older guys on the team. Um, so uh, you know you have all of these prospects, and they're signing their entry level deals, which means you know the Avs aren't just going to waste those three seasons. Uh, foodie's been doing excellent down with the Eagles. Could this be a move where they're like, all right, you know, we're, we're not going to protect him in, in the Kraken draft. If the Kraken want to take him, we have guys ready to go and the, they're going to have one of these young guys an opportunity. Well, I would, I would say, yeah, uh, Nazem Kadri has something to worry about if he didn't show out last playoffs with i mean he had six game-winning goals last playoffs and he had that that beautiful picturesque goal last second against st louis on jordan bennington to win mm-hmm. in that play-in round i mean he was clutch he was last playoffs going forward like yeah he was in a little bit of a slump a lot of a slump but i don't know if this is the indication to pull the plug on him and let him go i mean there are other unproductive members of the Avalanche as well that aren't mm-hmm. being talked about in this same light just because Kadri got suspended. I mean, we talked about the inconsistencies with Green, uh, with Gothis Bear and, uh, I mean, McDonald. McDonald it's, yeah. There's a whole list. But just because they went after Kadri, I don't think that is grounds enough to be like, well, he's resorting back to his old ways. We need to let him go. I I think <laughs> no. they need to give him a shot. Well, I, let's just say, you know, this does not go the way we want it to go and the Avalanche get eliminated. And they they get eliminated and Kadri was not available to them because of this hit. And yeah, he's he's a good postseason player. And because of what he did, uh, you didn't get to utilize him in the playoffs. He didn't get to show what he could do in the playoffs and help this team. And, and he would actually have hurt this team. Do you, I mean, 
you would have to take that as, you know, do we continue to risk that going forward? Do we continue to risk him? And overall, he's been great. He's been great for this franchise since he came over. You're not getting these these type of hits over and over and over again. You're not. But is because it did happen, do the Avalanche have to look at that as we can't continue? We can't keep taking that risk. So do we not move on from him because he is under contract for another year? So you're not going to cut him. But now I, I think it'll say a lot if the Avalanche don't protect him come cracking time. Not saying that Seattle is going to take him, but we were at the beginning of the season saying he's a surefire save. You know, he's a surefire freezed player. I think that's a little bit open for debate right now. Wouldn't surprise me if they still do it. But I think, you know, th- this is, and I, and they do like him, you know, I'm not saying like they haven't, I'm not gonna say they soured on him in that aspect, but I think they have to look at this from a, a standpoint of uh, we need him in the playoffs. And if he is, if he's going to do this again and hurt us and our chances, he's a big part of our chances. And if he continues to do this and he's not available for us in the playoffs, we got to make some moves. And I would, I would say there are players on lines three and four that also you could look at when season's finished, whatever the result, Sackick will sit back and does Kadri's loud suspension outweigh the quietness of some players throughout the year? There's been, there's a couple players like Comfer, Belmar. Do we still want to keep rolling with them? Mm. Is Nuke, what we want to go with in the future. Um, how long are we going to do the Brandon sod thing? There's, and you got to, we talked about it before, but you got new hook coming up and you got prospects coming up. Yeah. It's what speaks louder. Is it the quietness of some of the players throughout the year, but you just kind of say, well, they play a role. Kadri also plays a role, but he's also shown he could be very productive Right. So what speaks louder, the suspension or the quietness when it comes to protecting in the offseason? Yeah, good point. And and I guess another thing is if it does happen again, we're at eight games now. Yeah. But it's going to be an entire postseason if, if it happens again. So yeah. Oh, I if think- it happens again, he will not be with the right. Avalanche. And, I, and the Avalanche have to weigh that. They have to. Because it's just, they're they're one hit away from losing him for an entire postseason. Do they want to risk that? I mean this this would know. be the time to figure that out going right. into the expansion draft. If he does it again, you just made your decision, and that's right. also on Kadri's mind. He's he's not a moron. He knows that's that's right there. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So uh, again, who are the Avalanche are playing next? We're going to get to right after we hear from Bet Online, uh, BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We have baseball season in full swing. Obviously, our NHL is in the playoffs. The NBA is. I I, I think they're in the playoffs. I don't. They, they have so many play-in games, but I think they're. They are in the playoffs. Yes, the Knicks are. are in the playoffs, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And I saw that game. They they lost on a runner, right? A last second yeah. runner. Oh, but hey, man. hey, we're there. We have a t-shirt. You've got, <laughs> you've got to root for the Knicks. How do you not root for the Knicks right now? Oh. Uh, so get all the latest odds, news, and info on your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, 
NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA uh, before the next pitch, before the next slam dunk, three pointer, or slap shot and puck drop. Head over to Bet Online at AG on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Head uh, when you head to that website or your mobile device to sign up. Uh, you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That's betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Uh, so <clears throat> the abs are getting something that they haven't had since, well, since COVID, but uh, before it's been that, 84 years, it's been 84 years. <laughs> We're, we've been, we've been on the deck of the Titanic since the last time they <laughs> had, a, had a genuine break in games uh, outside of COVID. Um, but they're getting one thanks to the Minnesota Wilds, and that is so difficult to say. But um, you know, the abs are, or excuse me, the Wild are, are pushing the Golden Knights to. We got Game Six, which is Wednesday, and then potentially a Game Seven. Uh, so this is helping the abs heal. Like you, you mentioned, uh, Alex Newhook earlier, like. He might have missed a game if, say, yeah. Vegas had swept uh, Minnesota and they, they were playing now. He might have missed a game. So this is helping guys like him. It's helping guys like uh, Grubauer just yeah. get you know a couple extra days in. Number one, I think, do you think Minnesota can pull this off? Because uh, Vegas has been the better team. Like they re- To get 14 shots on goal and you score four goals and you win – for Minnesota, that's pretty crazy. Do you think Minnesota can can run two more victories over Vegas? Um, when it comes to that line of questioning, all I will point mm. at is Winnipeg Jets. Um, this playoffs, uh, anything's possible. Um, yeah. And I've Minnesota with Kirill Kaprizov, the kid is incredible. He really is, and that <laughs> and that team like. As soon as he joined Minnesota, I will not use their team name because I still don't like them. But um, <laughs> like as soon as he joined that team, that team started believing that, hey, this is the piece that we need. And they started believing in themselves, and they're very scrappy. I mentioned Jordan mm-hmm. Greenway earlier. They're, I mean, they're a scrappy team. They fight for everything. Cam Talbot's playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a scrappy team. They're also underdogs. I mean, Winnipeg. They have nothing to lose. They're nothing at all. Lose. Yeah. And I, they, they overachieved this year. Nobody expected them to be in that. That Nobody expected them to be in the third spot. We were talking about, you know, the, this division being so top heavy and it was St. Louis, Colorado and Vegas fighting for one, two and three. Who's going to be that fourth team? Some people were throwing Minnesota in there, but I think by not because they were the, the, the best of the, the best of what's left. It like, you didn't have much to choose from. I'm not trying to be, you know, mean to those other teams, but um, it was a, it was a rotating door between who people were picking for that fourth spot, um, and they went and got the third spot. So they had a really, really good season. So I think they're just playing with house money right now, and they're just playing loose. If you watch this series and cross your eyes, this reminds me. If you don't pay attention to the jerseys, it reminds mm-hmm. us. It reminds me of when the Avs had that playoff series against Nashville coming right mm-hmm. back from that terrible season how mm-hmm. like we stole a couple games from nashville yeah that's how minnesota feels right now like they're like kind of coming out of nowhere a lot of the national pundits 
it's out of nowhere for them, but we've kind of, we've had to deal with them. We know what they're capable of, but they're stealing games. They shouldn't win. And they're starting to achieve earlier than anticipated. Right. I would say going forward, win, lose or draw, keep your eyes on Minnesota. They're going to be a problem for years to come. They're only going to get younger. They're shedding some of these contracts mm-hmm. and, just keep your eyes on them. Um, if we have to face them in the next round or not, they'll be back next year and just watch out. And their top prospect in Marco Rossi is not even playing this year. Cause so he's solid. Like he yeah. fell to them. Uh, they were, they were glad to take him where they did. I think it was like nine. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're up and coming and they're going to be a problem and they already are. And yeah, that's a good, um reference to that avalanche predators like that that game that series only went six games but that i mean nashville came out of that bruised yeah and that felt like a seven game overtime every single game like that was a punishing series for them and they didn't expect that that like you're Mm -hmm. saying like you, you got this team that came out of nowhere uh awful season the year before got into the playoffs on the last game of the the season so they got they're just when when you have that type of team those are tough teams to play against because nobody's expecting them to be there and they're just they're out there just having fun and if we win some games great it's a step in the right direction yeah they want to win it they're not going to go out there and just you know blow the whole thing up and say like yeah you know whatever we're just here for the the show no they're going to go out and try to win it yep um, and now they're in a position where get hit. Look, game six, they might be down three to two, but they're home. Yeah. They're playing in front of their home people. So all they have to do is win that. And then who the heck knows what happens in game seven? That's all you need. Yeah. So uh, you're right. I think no matter who they play here, in a way, like ugh, it's so tough because I want them to play Minnesota because we have such a rivalry with yeah, them. I do too. I do but, too. But I want them to play Vegas because I want them to be beating like the best teams in front of them on their en route to a, hopefully a Stanley Cup. So you can say like, because if 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 Vegas doesn't win the series and the Avalanche do go on to win a cup, you're gonna have all these people saying like, well, you didn't play this team yeah. or that team, and it's like, well, that's not our fault. Yeah, <laughs> you know they, they couldn't they couldn't get out of their own way. So I don't know. And when it comes to Vegas, they are the complete opposite, the bizarro form of Minnesota. Like it's this year or they got to do some serious soul searching on what they need to add to this team going forward. Because since their Stanley Cup appearance, they haven't improved no matter like they made roster improvements, but they haven't Mm -hmm. made that final push. And if Vegas doesn't pull it out this year, this is one of those that... um, you look at the goalie position, you look at mm. where you're funneling all of that money. Um, this is a a more cup or bust year for Vegas than it is Colorado. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So uh, we'll see. That's game six is uh, Wednesday. So if that's over and done with, we'll, I think we'll have avalanche hockey either way this weekend. Uh, that, that series can't go past Friday. So the turnaround time after game seven will probably be quick. It won't be Saturday, but you would think Sunday. Uh, if the series is over on Wednesday, you'd probably think that maybe they give Vegas an extra day and then, you know, maybe Saturday for that. Maybe Friday, maybe they'll give them one day either way. So 
regardless while we're resting they're beating each other up just keep right. that in mind that's the bottom line because shaggy von doom said so that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> just don't chug a beer on the air <laughs> uh all right that is going to be it great discussion as always with kyle thank you for coming on uh, and if you're watching on the nine news station or app always appreciate that as well um that's gonna be it for today everybody thank you for tuning in each and every day it is always appreciated and we'll be back tomorrow with any updates i think the cadre thing i did see a, a tweet I remember from who a reputable source saying that uh they think the cadre hearing would be thursday morning so we shall see i haven't got definite on that but we shall see uh, but anything that breaks, we'll be talking about it tomorrow. Uh, like I said, you can follow the show, LLPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. File, follow Kyle. There we go. At Shaggy Von Doom. And he will be back shortly, I am sure. So thanks again, sir. It's always appreciated. It's always an honor, my friend. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.